I'm Krati Mehra and this is Beyond the Goals podcast. It's my attempt to help you revel in all that life has to offer without pressing pause on your hustle. We learn how to create healthier relationships, a healthier lifestyle, a career that brings us true joy and a life that satisfies us on every level. Forget the conventional ideas of success and happiness because we're going to live a life of value and create an impact that speaks to our place in the world. So let's get started. Welcome back to Beyond the Goals. And in this episode, we are going to talk about the five key steps to handling negative emotions. Now, this is something we all struggle with, right? Very few of us actually grow up with a structure or a clear idea of how it is that we are supposed to react when we feel sad, angry, jealous, guilty. Um, And I think you'll agree with me here. Jealousy and guilt are emotions we rarely even acknowledge in the privacy of our own minds. And sorrow, fear, they are rarely looked on as necessary or unavoidable parts of our life. In fact, we are always so desperate to avoid painful emotions that we would much rather hurt ourselves, our minds and bodies through self-harm, substance abuse, binge behavior, than actually deal with it. A lot of it is because in most cultures, strength is defined as our ability to avoid overly emotional responses. And the conditioning begins in our childhood. When children cry, rarely do parents teach them to explore their emotional space. The instinctive response is to shush them or to distract them with a toy, right? The habit carries through to our adulthood and has a lasting impact on our health, relationship, and life choices. And if emotions like fear, um, sorrow do come our way, we do everything we can to suppress them or avoid them by using distraction or denial. But what most of us don't realize is that when we avoid and suppress our emotions, all we achieve is a brief period of reprieve, but a day of reckoning is almost guaranteed. And it is most likely to arrive at a time when your defenses are at their weakest. And the more emotions you have suppressed, the more explosive the eventual breakdown is likely to be. Burnout, violent outbursts, nervous breakdowns, and even suicide in certain cases happen because of all the trauma, emotional wounds that are left unresolved in our psyche. Which is why the one lesson we need to learn early on is that we don't get to pick and choose emotions or experiences. Pain, anger, envy, and every other negative emotion deserves as much space as joy, triumph, happiness, If you're grateful to be alive, you have to be grateful for all of it. You cannot and should not want to live selectively. You must keep yourself open to all the experiences because no matter their nature, they all have some value to offer. And emotions are really like living, breathing things. And they deserve to be treated as such. They deserve to be treated with care, consideration, with time and energy invested in managing them and building them into an asset, a resource instead of a liability. That's the mindset you need as and when you deal with your emotions. Now, before we move on to the steps you can take to better deal with your negative emotions, let's quickly go over certain risks associated with emotional suppression. I think this will really bring home to you the gravity of the situation here, just how important it is that you do not cultivate an avoidant relationship with your emotions. Some of the risks associated with emotional suppression, physical fatigue and illness. A study conducted by the Harvard School of Public Health and the University of Rochester found that emotional suppression may put you at a higher risk of premature death, 
cancer, and cardiovascular issues. Constant stress caused by suppressed emotions may also lead to tension headaches, migraines, unhealthy gut, insomnia, uh, and even weight gain caused by comfort eating. Emotional stress may also lead to physical discomfort caused by muscle tension and pain. It alters our mood and makes us more pessimistic, which has an impact on our immune system, as found in several studies. Uh, the links to which I will share in the episode description. But here's a point that you really need to make a note of. These studies tell us that our body's immune and emotional systems mirror each other. Think about what that means for us. Our body's immune and emotional systems mirror each other, which means that those of us prone to emotional disorders are also more susceptible to immune system diseases. Something to think about, especially as the world is dealing with a pandemic. And, you know, if you are someone who suffers from recurring pain, insomnia, or if you have certain physical issues that keep coming back over and over again, you might want to look at your emotional health for an explanation instead of looking at just your, uh, as just the state of your body. Another result of emotional suppression can be anxiety and depression. When emotions are not given a healthy outlet, they don't go away as we expect them to. Instead, they fester and over time become a part of your internal system leading to anxiety and or depression and other mental illnesses. It also makes it, the emotional suppression that has also makes it more difficult for us to forge healthy relationships. I also want to add that as dangerous as suppression is, valuing in your emotions for long periods of time and without constructive action can be just as bad. Negative emotions can put our body in a heightened state and activate the same brain pathways as drugs do, creating a physical and emotional state that encourages us to stay passive and indulge in anxious, obsessive behavior, or uh, perhaps even take up habits that may give us brief periods of respite, but ultimately do nothing to help us out of that unhealthy emotional state. Which is why it's important that we deal with negative emotions as and when they enter into our lives. And if you are wondering whether you are guilty of, uh, you know, avoiding your emotions, if you're guilty of suppressing or valuing in your emotions, uh, I would like to go through a list of behavior or thinking patterns that may be indicative of the same. Do you believe that negative emotions make us weak or bad? Do you believe that emotional displays are signs of an unstable personality? Or that emotional expression can make you vulnerable to external manipulation? Do you believe that it's imperative to move on after setbacks without sparing too much mental space to the event itself? Or when you find yourself confronted with unpleasant emotions, do you indulge in numbing behavior like binging, drinking, overworking, overeating, anything really that allows you to distract your attention? Do you often react in unpredictable, unexplainable ways like sudden explosions of temper, abrupt withdrawal, or sudden loss of interest in relationships and people? Does it make you uncomfortable to discuss your emotional or mental state? Do emotional displays from others make you uncomfortable? Or do you prioritize your physical well-being but spend little to no time on caring for your mental or emotional health? If this pattern of thought or behavior applies to you, you may want to take a closer look at your emotional health and your method of dealing with your emotions and adopt some of what I am now about to suggest. The very first thing I would like for all of us to do and something that's honestly very helpful is for us to change our perspective around negative emotions. So that's the number one step you need to take in order to better cope with negative emotions. Changing your perception can make it easier for you to give them space and conscious attention. 
So number one, you have to remember that it's the negative emotions that keep us safe. They're instinctive and linked to our survival response. Experiences that engender a predominantly negative response are avoided, like dating a certain type of person, risky financial investments, choosing better neighborhoods. But it is only by giving space to the emotions caused by a negative event and what led up to it do we learn to avoid similar instances in the future. Life experiences, especially of a negative variety, are necessary for growth and emotional maturity. Failures can be turned into data points that make us more effective. Sorrow draws attention to the different shades of humanity and add to our wisdom. And even jealousy has a role to play here. It is what alerts us to the more negative forces within us that may potentially impact our choices. Loss makes us more appreciative of the present joy. Fear enhances our focus and helps us avoid mistakes. Really, the only important thing is that we make an effort to ensure that the inevitable change in our character and life expectations caused by the negative emotions benefits us in the long run. And we can do that by giving our emotions a space to breathe and to be felt fully and in their entirety. Another thing I want you to remember as you go through the more difficult experiences of life is that what doesn't kill you really does make you stronger. For instance, if I have successfully overcome the pain caused by a broken relationship, I have processed the loss, spent time in my own company, spent time being single, I will go into the next entanglement, the next relationship, with more confidence and a better hold on my individuality, right? I will set better standards for my relationships and I won't be afraid to let go of a partnership if it fails to meet my expectations. Because I know that I have it in me to survive a loss of that nature. Having gone through a difficult breakup, I know I have the strength to be on my own and get over a loss which would now be preferable to settling for something that's not what I want. And if you willingly expose yourself to the pain in your life, you will add to your emotional resilience and fear will never again dictate your choices. If you ever find yourself in a crisis, you will have all the necessary tools to navigate the changed life dynamics. And most importantly, it's pain and tragedy that adds meaning to our life. And how we respond to it is what defines us. As Viktor Frankl said, if there is a meaning in life at all, then there must be a meaning in suffering. Suffering is an eradicable part of life, even as fate and death. Without suffering and death, human life cannot be complete. And Viktor Frankl used that lesson to survive his experience at a Nazi camp. He survived a Nazi camp by adding meaning to that horrible experience. He came out of it stronger, better. In fact, he shared all of that experience with the rest of humanity to help them do better in life. Apart from changing our perspective around negative emotions and experiences, there are a few other things we can do to deal with negative emotions. So second step here would be to make space for them by observing, identifying, and understanding your emotions. Sitting with your emotions as a concept may not make sense to a lot of us. It definitely leaves a lot of my clients extremely befuddled whenever it comes up during a session. Uh, why is that? Because we all want a clear-cut process. Step one, step two, step three that, that we can follow and have our emotions make perfect sense to us, right? Now, unfortunately or fortunately, depending on your perspective here, managing emotions is more of an art than a science. 
But in this particular instance, uh, I'll share an example that may clarify things for you. And uh, the rest will hopefully come with practice. Um, so sitting with your emotions simply means that we slow down and take a moment to notice and feel our emotions in their entirety. Say you have unexpected guests at your house. These are not exactly your favorite people. They are perhaps relatives that you are not entirely comfortable around, but they show up at your doorstep without prior warning. How would you react? You can't ask them to leave. So what do you do here? You invite them in, right? You offer them a seat, and then after making brief small talk, you ask them why they're there. And what is it that they want from you? That's exactly what you need to do when you find your mind and body flooded with negative emotions. They are unexpected, unpleasant guests, and you're not exactly happy with their presence, but they're there, and you need to deal with them by exploring them, observing, identifying, and understanding them. They're there for a reason, and understanding what that reason is is going to help you get past that experience. So a few things you can do here is notice where in your body you feel the stress of the emotion and then try and identify what this emotion is exactly. Yes, I am sad that I failed, but perhaps I'm also angry and disappointed. Maybe I feel guilty too because I didn't work hard enough. Understand the cause of the emotion and do it without judgment which is not easy for a lot of us, and it would depend a lot on the kind of childhood you've had. So if in childhood your primary, your primary caregiver constantly told you to stop crying or uh, told you things like, uh, buck up and move on, you know, it's not that big a deal. You'll find it hard to allow your emotions free reign. You may feel the need to rush through the more uncomfortable emotions. So as you go through this process, I need you to remind yourself that it's okay to feel what you're feeling and that it's part of the human experience. So change your perspective around emotions, as we have already discussed. Uh, that will really help you through this process. Next, I suggest that you step off that ledge. It's how I describe this exercise. Um, so when you are hit by any sort of negative emotion, your body has a corresponding response that's just as intense. And for a while there, you lose your sense of proportion. I mean, think back uh, to the last experience you've, you've had, any kind of negative emotion. Uh, your control goes away, right? If you're angry, you find that your body heats up, your hands start to shake, and you may find it hard to stay calm. Uh, sadness makes it feel like someone just dropped an anvil on a chest. Jealousy might just render you mute and afraid to move out of fear of doing something destructive or even potentially humiliating. So as you sit there with your emotions, try to step off that ledge by bringing calm and clarity into play and by managing that heightened state of your mind and body. And there are many things you can do here. Uh, speak your emotions out loud in an I statement. I am jealous. I am bitterly angry. By doing this, you sort of uh, give an outlet to your emotions. You let them out. You let them breathe. Uh, feel the emotion and acknowledge all of its aspects. Give yourself permission to wallow in it till it loses some of its impact. Listening to a sad song, yelling into a pillow, soaking yourself in a bath, crying yourself to sleep. they are all acceptable options there. Although when you feel the emotion flood in, uh, simply taking deep breaths may also be really helpful for you. 
Step number four here that I want you to take the next time you find yourself battling negative emotions is I want you to, with a curiosity mindset, I want you to find meaning in your emotions. As you explore your emotional state, do it with a curiosity mindset as you would uh, if you were observing the events play out in a movie. So there is a story behind every emotion we feel. Make sure to understand what that story is. What led to your current emotional state? What is lending it such intensity and why is it affecting you so much? As you do this, it will help you to figure out your next steps out of that situation. And of course, it will contribute to your growth. There is a reason why we crave closure after a breakup. Because we need to understand why we have been rejected or why the relationship is no longer viable. The answers don't make the pain go away, of course not, but they make them more bearable and mark the beginning of our recovery. When we fail in an exam, we continue to feel disappointment, anger, and fear, but understanding the reason for the failure and figuring out a way to avoid its repetition can help us move past it and make another better attempt at our goal, right? So maintain a curiosity mindset and make sure to find meaning in your emotions. And the final step I want you to take is once things are no longer as heated or volatile, uh, work on cultivating a healthy response system. Make it a habit to do regular emotional check-ins. Assess your emotional state and make mental notes. It will help normalize emotional expression for you. Uh, you can also use a journal. You may even find a song or a piece of art that reflects your mood. And figure out your pattern and accordingly pick a response. By sitting with your emotions and observing them, you give yourself the opportunity to make careful note of your reactions, thoughts, and every element that leads to the situation and everything that follows. So what it does is it allows you to spot patterns and what may be serving you and what needs to be changed for you to get closer to your ideal self. Based on this information, you can pick a response that helps deal with situations uh, with more grace, perhaps. So think about the kind of person you want to be and how they would handle different situations. Now try to gain clarity on appropriate responses in those particular situations and practice them as and when you have the opportunity. So for example, I'm someone who has struggled with temper issues for most of my life. So I'm always proud of myself when I stay calm in confrontations. So when things start to get heated and I feel my control slipping away, I take a walk. Instantly, I walk away. I get some fresh air, get some sleep, I eat something, I process things in, in my journal. And when I've gained more conviction, when I've gained more clarity on my side of things, only then do I allow myself to resume the conversation. At that point, I have a clear idea of how I want things to progress and I try to stay on track. Basically, what I'm asking you to do is to respond and not react. Work from a place of awareness and self-knowledge. Another helpful thing you can do to cultivate a healthy response system is to uh, make sure that after you've faced any intense emotional experience, make sure to recuperate and recover. This will help you avoid emotional burnout or breakdowns uh, by taking a restful break after suffering emotional trauma. Practice mindfulness regularly and have other practices that give you a safe emotional outlet. And don't let things get on top of you by taking on more than you can handle or by maintaining a destructive or unsustainable pace. Now, these were my five steps to handling negative emotions. Number one, change of perspective. Sitting with negative emotions, making space for them. 
Number three, step off that ledge by bringing calm and clarity to the situation. Number four, find meaning in your emotions by maintaining a curiosity mindset. And lastly, cultivate a healthy response system. Now, I hope these suggestions help you. But even if you take nothing away from this episode, I hope that remember that only by experiencing the full spectrum of human experience, the good and bad, light and dark, can you add meaning to your life and find in yourself the ability to totally immerse in the more joyous and positive experiences of life. The pandemic and all its repercussions have made it even more important for us to develop the ability to sit with our emotions and process them in a healthy manner. All the people who have thrived during this uh, period didn't just survive it, but actually thrived during this period, people who were helping others cope, people who were able to you know, grow their business, people who were able to maintain a stable personal life, they are people who know how to manage anxiety, fear, sorrow. They are people who adept at handling negative emotions. And they're able to function without letting them derail their life. So it's imperative that we learn the very important role negative emotions and experiences play in our life, the benefits they can offer despite the pain and discomfort that accompanies them, and how best to cope with them. Now, if you want to know more about this process, send me your questions using the contact page on my website, kratimehra.com, and if you need a safe space to process emotional trauma, approach a therapist. The episode description has links to the episode page that shares a ton of resources and studies that can help. And if you enjoyed this episode, please do rate and review the show on iTunes and share the episode on Instagram. It will help the show grow and reach a wider audience. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I enjoyed creating it. Now I'll be back next week. Till then, please do take care of yourself.